0: Hello and welcome to my podcast. My name's Tiona and I hope to teach you more surrounding the topic of slavery, more specifically slavery that took place in South Africa, involving both slaves and unfree labourers. Within this podcast, I will be breaching the broad subjects of slavery. As mentioned before, it will be in the context of South Africa. I will be talking about the points of views and treatments of the slaves and the bonded labourers in more depth, as well as the surrounding issues involving the slave trade of South Africa. Slavery is a broad subject with many elements surrounding the study of it. Within the Southern African colonies, slavery was a large factor in the progression and maintaining of status. Within this period of time, many of the slaves of this period were born into slavery. Something that was very common is any slaves that had children were instantly the property of their owner, or their master as they were often referred to by many of their slaves. Katie Jacobs was freed at the age of 19 from her servitude that she was born into. After being born on a farm owned by her colonial master to a mother and father who were both slaves, she was then expected to start work from a young age. This was co- common for the lives of many children that were born into slavery. No opportunity of freedom born into a life of servitude. Many of the children born into slavery were forced from their families, given to other masters. For example, Katie Jacob's master was too old to farm and therefore sold her and a lot of his other slaves to owners in the area. This meant that Katie was torn from her mother and forced to never see her again. A sad but common fate for many of the children born into servitude. Though Katie asked her master for visitations to her mother those were denied in fear she would run away and not return. This gives an insight into the treatment of the slaves if it was a master's fear that they would run away and not given the opportunity. With slavery comes guilt, and that is something that can be seen with the British government under Queen Victoria ruling that slaves be emancipated from their servitude in 1833. Many of the slaves in South Africa were affected, Katie Jacobs, a slave of that time, also expressed details of her emancipation, saying, nevertheless, my old father died in slavery, and so did not live to enjoy the God-given freedom, which is the right of every human being. A lot of older generation of slaves weren't able to experience the emancipation that was promised as Katie Jacobs revealed they were told it would take four years, and within that time, many people perished, including her father, who was denied his basic human rights. The owners of South African slaves weren't happy at the emancipation of their slaves, as no longer were they in receipt of free labour, instead they now had to pay them a wage. The colonies relied on this free labour as the foundations of their prosperity, therefore a lot of the white masters were frustrated and angry at the British government's actions. Before 1834, farmers relied on the work from slave labour, and therefore a work shortage was imminent, meaning the labour gap had to be filled. This was a big issue for the ex-masters as they were now on the look for cheap labour. This is where the importation of workers from Asia came in handy, as I'm now going to discuss the Chinese-indebted workers that travelled from South Asia to South Africa. Post-slavery, 19th century colonialism came to rely on the alternative system of unfree labour which meant that the indebted Chinese labourers became the new workforce of the controlling masters of the 19th century South Africa. Unlike the slaves before the abolition, these Chinese workers were paid a wage for a fixed period of time, and then they were free to switch positions. These labourers were signed into a contract with ex-slave master employers, however they could buy their contract out. But with those low wages, it was highly unlikely that many labourers did so, meaning they were forced to endure conditions that weren't of a good nature. Many factors that slaves endured, indebted workers also endured. Number one, transportation to their new work environment. Much like the slaves who were transported overseas, so were the indebted workers. Two, high level of control exerted by their employers. Much like the slaves who had their lives controlled, so did the Chinese workers. The only difference being these workers were paid for their time and had the opportunity to leave and seek betterment once their employment was finished. The importation of around 64,000 Chinese to South Africa was predominantly seen by their employment in the gold mines. These gold mine owners brought the Chinese over to South Africa with the need of rejuvenating the gold mine and making it more prosperous, as the South African economy required significant redevelopment in the aftermath of the war. Under the Unionist government, these Chinese workers were recruited to South Africa to fill temporarily the gap in the labour supply. Other British colonies previously had had also used indebted Asian labourers, but as the Transvaal audience of 1904 outlined, harsher conditions prevailed for the Chinese mine labourers in Transvaal. For example, they could not leave the mines without permission, They had no legal protection in South Africa, which left them vulnerable under the influence of their white employers. They weren't able to stay in the country once their employment was finished and went back home to China after their employment was terminated. They had no social interaction with the local people due to stigma and prejudice. Elaborating on my last point of the lack of social interaction with the local people due to stigma and prejudice, the Chinese workers were heavily discriminated against. The trade unions accused the Chinese of stealing jobs and undermining the skills of white workers in South Africa. Therefore, the locals were against the Chinese workers. Even the British politicians were extremely prejudiced against them, with them referring them to as the scum of China, and that was on both sides of the political parties. <laughs> the conditions the workers were forced to endure can only be described as slavery even the Liberal Party believed so with them refer, referring to the importation of Chinese workers as Chinese slavery throughout the discussions in Parliament it even won them in the election against the Unionist Party it believed that the Rand mine owners should not treat the Chinese miners as slaves, however the owners should not treat those miners as the equals of qualified white British workers The Chinese workers were forced to endure long hours for low paid wage and were given no security in their position, simply being used to secure the mines, prosperity and opening the opportunities for the white skilled workers to be able to come in and take their place when the hard work was complete. The Chinese workers were often subject to flogging and brutality from their white superiors They were treated very badly, often for unwarranted reasons. However, with these poorly treated labourers did not have the same rights as the free subjects of the empire, they were not slaves that the Liberals or the other opponents of the importation claimed. Although there were different experiences from slavery to the indebted workers, when looking into South Africa it can be said that the elements are both in, of both are similar to each other with the Chinese workers and the slaves both being transported to the new land to work for a white employer as well as a lack of control in their lives with all the control given, being given to their white superior. However, indebted workers were given wages, and therefore could not be referred to as slaves. Even though they too experienced prejudice and racism, as well as the brutality at the hands of a white enforcer, they cannot be deemed as slaves, as they were allowed things that slaves were not, which included the opportunity to terminate their contract, the freedom to move positions, and the ability of choice when working for their white employer." Thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast.